Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here and I'm joined here by Caden and Caden's going to be taking helm on a nice AC Milan. Uh, obviously one of the biggest clubs in the mm -hmm. world. Uh, one of the most accomplished storied clubs of all time. And uh, right now we're coming off of a, uh, you know, before before the season we had won the Scudetto which is the Italian Championship. We had won all of Serie A. We went, you know, I'm pretty sure round of 16 or quarterfinals of, of uh, Champions League that year. But uh, other than that, no much more continental success in that year other than the championship. And then moving on to this year, where we're moving off hot in some of the European, uh, European um, I, don't know, I guess you'd say uh, competitions like UEFA, Champions League, and, uh, and, and Copa, Copa d'Italia, Super Copa d'Italia, making it all the way to the final against Inter, but then losing, which was just another one of the, kind of the story of this season, was kind of just shortcomings. We went so far in the in the regular season just to go to fourth place, which still in Champions League, still have a Champions League spot, but we could have done so much more, especially with the you know with the slots that we had, and right now you know coming off of kind of a, I feel like next year we're not gonna be as good as we were this year and yeah. the year before, losing yeah. uh, Sandro Tonali, possibly you know lo losing. Uh, Zlatan, mm. you know, losing losing that mentality. He was our leader. You know, he was the guy that that really brought back that that fierceness into our into our hearts, the fire under AC Milan. Because for a long time we were a vacant club. We, you know, we, we couldn't fill our stadium. You know, no one really cared. You know, it was from the '90s, early 2000s. You know, from like 2010 mark to up until Zlatan arrived in AC Milan, it was kind of a dormant. You know, kind of like a dormant giant period mm -hmm. for AC Milan. We weren't really doing well and you know, just just all, all around. We we just weren't really looking as as AC Milan ish as we as we should. I mean now you obviously see what they are. They're mm -hmm. very esteemed, very marketable, very exactly. very well known. Mm -hmm. And um I know you wanted to kind of just go over the transfer window mm -hmm. up until this point, as well as obviously their season. Yeah. Um, so, so did you want to break that down yeah, for the, us? The biggest like surprises of this, you know, this transfer window in general is we lost our GM. We fired him for mm -hmm. no reason. Uh, 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 Paolo Maldini was his name. He played for Milan. One yeah. Of the, one of the greatest uh, center backs and left backs of all time. Uh, and he, he was also a big point, focal point in just bringing back uh, just the, the mentality into AC Milan. Because when we hired him, it was around the same time we had Zlatan. And we started something kind of like the, called the Maldini Project almost. Mm. We got guys like Charles De Quetelare, who's a, who's a, a young gun center attacking midfielder who's coming in out of Belgium. And you know, he's looked really good for the Belgian national team, except he hasn't really proved himself. And we haven't really given him the opportunity to prove himself. Mostly because of our head coach, and I'll get into that later on in the episode. That's a whole other story. But uh, another thing we lost was Sandro Tonali, and not really losing him, but you know, s selling him, but uh, getting a hefty fee for it. You know, eighty to eighty-five million dollars for Sandro Tonali. But I think it is the most expensive Italian transfer of all time. That that in itself says a lot. I showed mm -hmm. you some of his some of his highlights. Uh, that one cross to Giroud, remember that flying, yeah. flying scissor kick? That was him. Put it right on the money. Oh wow! And uh, you, you know, moving into sort of uh, the Benacer, uh, Ishmael Benacer uh, conversation. He got injured in that Champions League game against Napoli, and he has just been the focal point of our center of our, of our midfielder. Him and Sandro Tonali have kind of just been kicking ass this entire season, and Benacer is just. 
we call him the the Algerian. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the Algerian ninja because just what he does, what he's able to do in the midfield is out of this world. Such an underrated player. He might be one that's lo- uh, leaving the club as well soon, which I don't want to see happen. But uh, I, I, <clears throat> excuse me, there. I I don't know when he's coming back. Uh, I, I I don't believe that has been released yet. But uh, still waiting for more news on that. Uh, and so are they in the midst of what you would consider not a culture change, but they're going to be in kind of a rebuild mode, a swing, kind of like with the Bucks. You know, you know the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing Tom Brady, losing all all of these other players, moving into sort of a. Uh, so they're going to have a, a little bit of a rough a recession, like adjustment yeah. season coming up. But, but it's all depending. We could that could happen, or. We could do good in the transfer window right now because we just spent, we just got $85 million. So we could turn around that entire narrative with a good transfer window here. And there's a couple guys we're looking at. Dachi Kamada out of Frankfurt, who's, mm. a, who's a center attacking midfielder, promising guy. Uh, he's out of uh, Japan. And this year, I mean, he's just been kind of taking the, uh, t- taking the, um, the Bundesliga by, by, by storm. Mm. And. Right now, he's one of the most expensive—not the most expensive, but most sought-after young center-attacking midfielders in the league right now. Do they have the money for him? We do have the money for him. He's about forty-five million dollars, and we just got that eighty-five million dollars from from Sandro Tonali plus the probably forty-five million we already had for this transfer window. Man, this eighty-five million, like this is insane terms we're talking. Obviously, mm-hmm. I feel like that could field a fucking it team could. in the NFL. Obviously, but um, <laughs> I. Do, will they have enough to sign another guy after that with the so, extra twenty mil? Or? Yeah, so it's we're looking at Dachi Kamada, and we uh, we were also looking at a guy named Marcus Thurum, but it is looking like our biggest rival, Inter Milan, is going to swoop in and take him right under from us because they already have more money than us and more desirable club to go to right now. Mm. But uh, we are also looking at Romelu Lukaku. We're in close talks with Lukaku with, with uh, Chelsea because he is coming from Inter, which is another crazy thing. He's coming from a season with Inter, our biggest rivals, going back to Chelsea, and we're, we're thinking about buying him for about 40 to $45 million from Chelsea. And honestly, I would like to see Romelu Lukaku in, in an AC Milan jersey. It would just be, uh, it, it would fill that striker spot, definitely. But uh, I, I don't know. He, he squanders a lot of attempts. He's thirty years old, and uh, he's kind of. I don't know. Be a name. He's, he's sluggish. He, he's sluggish. He'd be a name, but I would much rather like. I would rather like Marcus Thurum than than have Romelu Lukaku. In all seriousness, because um, Romelu Lukaku was an on or off on or off starter last year. Hmm. You know, even he didn't even start all the time for Inter. They don't need another situation where like a star that or used to be stars kind of just getting mm-hmm. hurt and yeah. injured you don't want to see that again so i would definitely go with those younger guys you mentioned mm-hmm. but I, again like you were talking about how they have rivalries there mm-hmm. um trying to swoop in and you know obviously take the talent mm-hmm. but another guy we're looking at a uh, nigerian soccer player samuel chakowesi he's coming off of a season chakowesi that's cool uh, he's coming out of a season from Valerial. Um, he's you know six goals, five assists in thirty seven matches. Not the best, but he shows promise. Yeah, that's what it's all about. How old is he? He is twenty four years old. Uh, he is same. Uh, I believe he's the same age as yeah, same age as Rafael Leao. Wow. And uh, 
you know, not not doing as good as Rafael now, but uh, he's he's definitely he's definitely made himself a name. Like in the uh, FIFA U17 World Cup in 2015, he had three goals, three assists, and seven matches. So I mean, he definitely has what it takes to be to get to that next level. And if he gets out of a club like Valreal to a club like AC Milan, where he can really nourish his talent, then you know why not? Yeah, it, it no. seems he, he's going to be exactly. a cheaper player. Maybe I'm thinking maybe twenty, twenty-five million. I wouldn't pay more than thirty for this guy. But uh, yeah, I, I would guess. Um, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's definitely going to be a rough transfer window. You know, it just it's it's kind of like the store. Already, it's already been a rough transfer window. Mm. We have uh, Atletico de Madrid. Uh, they're looking at uh, Taylor Hernandez, but uh, we won't let him go for. We we want to let him go for about hundred plus million, and uh, you know what he brings to the table. You, yeah, just he's a little, playmaker. Just some little things I've showed you. Remember that one? Uh, some nasty goals, bro. Oh yeah, and um, even even in the Champions League, he was one of the most. Focal points, him and Faiko Tomori in that in that back four, which is so so uh, just crucial to our entire Champions League run. And uh, you know it sucks that I know you're a big AC Milan guy, and Zlatan's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Retired. it's definitely going to be a slump year. I feel like it sounds mm-hmm. like, but if they can get some young talent in there to develop, mm-hmm. maybe the next you know three four years are going to look very very similar to what you've. Growing accustomed to as yeah. an AC Milan fan, especially everyone out there that you know is a fan of Series A. I mean, Serie A. Excuse me, but uh, I'm sure you all know that AC Milan in the past what like eight years has been pretty dominant. I mean, not even by eight years, past a hundred years. Oh wow! So they're uh, yeah. again like a historic franchise. Yeah, but you said they they did go through like a slump for twenty yeah, years. Yeah, they did for the, for a couple like 10, 15 years. They did, and then uh, but we have the most, the second most. Uh, Champions League wins ever for a club. Oh wow! Yeah, How right? many? Uh, seven, I believe. Jeez. And uh, and then number one is is as uh, Real Madrid with I think fourteen. <laughs> and then Sedia. Uh, so, so we're looking at Rafael Era right here. One of the one bright spots of our entire team. Uh, and oh, this guy is insane. You, just from the little things that I've shown you and the little games that we've watched. What do you think of him? No, I I like him. He kind of. Uh... He's fast. No one plays like him either. That he's, surfing motion he has. And he has a great touch. He does. You like know, no I mean, it's definitely rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for someone especially, what, what's his age, like 25? He's 24. Yeah, dude, he's going to be something special going into his 30s. We're going to be talking about him. And, you know, yeah. Hopefully he's still on AC Milan, but if they do let him go. We, we, just, we, just, signed him. we just re-signed him for a five-year or three-year oh, contract, yeah. Three-year deal, okay. Mm-hmm. So he'll be deal. he'll be twenty-seven when that's up. I mean, you and sign him back because he'll probably like that's his prime, right? The reason, like, yeah, this is really his prime right now. And uh, the reason why I love Rafael Leao right now is he could right now just go to the Premier League and get way more money. But he loves AC Milan and he loves the. He's already said this multiple times. Like he does not want to leave. Unless it's some unreal offer that he can't deny. So just be, be on the eye for the Saudis. But, oh, yeah. Um, no, but, I mean... Look, I, look at his season he's coming off of. 15 goals, 8 assists, and 35 matches. Like, no, that's come on. definitely that's really good season. for... I mean, that level of play and, you know, defenses are way harder and goalies are way better mm. than any other level, especially at that stage. So that's impressive. And honestly, I hope that... Uh, you know, he stays, remains loyal. He sounds like a loyal guy. And he does. 
And then, uh, you know, moving on to, we have really, really someone who emerged this season, Mike Mignogna, our goalie. Mm. And uh, Trevor, I know you're a big goalie guy. You remember him. Yeah, no, he made some nasty and gnarly saves. He seems, he's not like a true sweeper, is he? He is a sweeper. Oh, he is a sweeper. Honestly, he's more of a, I would call him a field commander, more of. Mm. He's a sweeper, but he's a field commander. He likes to make those diving saves, and you always hear him screaming at the center backs. Like, from halfway across the field, telling them what to do. Yeah, because our bum-ass coach won't tell him what to do. I mean, he's yoked out. He looks yoked out. Um, he's a Frenchman. And uh, he is, honestly, in, in my opinion, I think he is the only reason why, why France lost that World Cup. If he was in that World Cup instead of Hugo Lloris, Messi wouldn't have scored those two goals. Di Maria wouldn't have had... Would have I mean, that's goal. a bold statement, but he's I mean... The, no, like, Mike Mignon this season has, has legitimately asserted himself as the best goalie in the entire world. Well, no, like, I'm not debating that. I'm just saying that, you know, Messi is Messi. And, and you can and also Messi, say... Messi, 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 It was his last... You know. It was his last World Cup. Yeah, it was kind of written in the stars. He was going to get to yeah. either way, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. But, but uh, Mike Mignon would have had something else to say. Okay. I mean, it, he does... He, he's, he looks good. I mean, yeah, you showed me plenty of clips good. on him and... I appreciate watching him. Honestly, mm. he's probably one of my favorite players on that team in, yeah. in general. And I'm not an AC Milan guy, you know, Arsenal forever, but... Uh, hey, hey, Arsenal guy, Arsenal legend, one of the best Arsenal strikers of all time, Olivier Giroud. Oh, Giroud. striker. Indeed. And, uh, he's nasty, he's bro. Nasty. He's actually disgusting. He, he Honestly, he's old as shit. He's 33 years old. Still has it. Still has it. He's been making... I'm going to say this about him. He's honestly probably the most underrated, if not the most... Uh, underrated player of this generation. He is the most underrated striker of this generation, and you cannot say otherwise. What he was able to do with Chelsea, yeah. what he was able to show with with uh, with Arsenal, and now in his later years, he's still doing these crazy acrobatic goals and and just being uh, Olivier Giroud. Like, did he play with Lacazette? Uh, he um maybe yeah probably. Probably. Those were the good old days right there. But uh, well, we could win a meaningful game right there. And he he also during the World Cup, uh, he is now France's leading goal scorer of all time. So wow. not not Thierry Henry, not Karim Benzema, not, not Zidane Zidane. What about Mbappe? Not Mbappe. It's fucking Mbappe is probably not even close. But uh, Olivier Giroud. I mean, Mbappe's kind of winning either way. Either way, yeah. Because Mbappe's the fucking best soccer player in the world. Um, but, yeah, no. Giroud needs some respect on his fucking that name. And needs to... You know, but hopefully they can... He can, like, lead this team I don't, to... I don't want that. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, we are in need of a striker. He is getting old. And... Right now, no, not like, lead on the pitch, but like lead them. No, lead the of, locker room, like, yeah. like Zlatan did. Like Zlatan came off the bench, all like that that uh, champion that championship season. He was coming off the bench doing his thing. I'm pretty sure he still had like 11 goals coming off the bench, which is in crazy. He's doing Zlatan stuff. That's just Zlatan. And he even had a goal this year. He he tore his ACL, had a goal this year. He he came in. He had one start. He had one start, one goal. <laughs> That's just a lot of time. You know, like he had like to, was, yeah, one start, one goal, got injured again. And he retired. needed to, you know, leave that on top of there. He did. He did. But um, now Zlatan kind of, in my opinion, is AC Milan. And he kind of he really is. He embodies it. He, you know, he, he even said that in his uh, retirement speech, 
And that night, again, I we were uh, a, a lot of the the Twitter circle that I'm in. We were talking about how uh, we didn't know that we were we were going to be saying goodbye to three AC Milan legends that in one night. That was going to be Zlatan's last appearance and San Siro being a player, uh, Maldini's last last appearance being a part of AC Milan, and Sandro Tonali's last appearance as AC Milan player. A little bit of a little bit of a sad moment. Sad moment, and we didn't even know at the time. We just we just thought we were saying goodbye to Zlatan. But I mean, yeah, but at the same time, though, that's just three guys. It is. That's three. Le- I mean, Sandro Tonali, like he took pay cuts just to be on this team. Like his first couple years, uh, he was a wonder kid coming onto this team, and then they said to him, like, you're gonna need to drop some, you know, drop wage, and he was okay with it. He's okay with taking less money. He got better, still accepted less money, didn't didn't ask for more. Like he he said that he would have stayed there for the next ten years, ten, twelve years, and he wanted to be the captain and lead us. He said he said he wanted to wear the armband for ten years. So that's and an we honor. did him like that. We it's just sold him. Yeah, and they did. He embodied dirty. our entire spirit and we sold kicking. It's the because curve. he finally was asking for his worth. Well no no no. Um, it was it was it was Newcastle that approached that approached us, uh, approached him. He said he didn't want to go, and then AC Milan said they wanted to sell, and so he was like, "All right, fuck you," and just accepted it. Which I don't blame him. I don't. Blame wow. him. I would have done the same thing. Wow. Like the the club that he was loyal to said that they wanted to sell him. I mean, oh that's that's just that that's a little sad, we and I hope the, I hope the culture isn't getting sour there. We betrayed him. Um, that's a discussion, definitely for maybe another episode on AC Milan. But. And he's a pure. He's like honestly, you look at where AC Milan and Inter Milan they were once one club, and before they split up, it was a coalition inside uh, the AC Milan organization that uh, wanted to have more more players from other countries. You know, hmm. more countries from more, more players from around the globe. And AC Milan just wanted Italian players. Like they wanted to keep on, like you know, they wanted to keep their their roots in you know soaked in Italian. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, you know, right now it, it just seems like we're we are so far off our original mission and our original path mm. that we don't even have. I'm pretty sure we don't have a single starting. You know, we don't have a single starting Italian player on our roster. Inter Milan has more <clears throat> Italian players than us. Wow. And we we wanted more Italian players to start. This is not AC Milan. This is not. We are in a different period right now, a different era. And I think a lot has to do with us now sacking Maldini. He wanted to keep with the purity, and now we have the bozo Stefano Pioli, who we didn't decide to fire this this transfer season. We fired the wrong management. We fired Maldini. Pioli should be out of here. What is he doing? He's just a bald maniac, not playing Yasin Adli, who's a one, who's a young wonder boy, young wonder boy midfielder, not not even giving the minutes to Charles De Catalade. and then we have Malik Tia, uh, the center back from uh, uh, Germany, I believe, who's been doing very well for the Germany um, international team. Oh, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. We play him the last couple weeks. He's the best center back on our whole team. We wow. only played him for a couple of weeks, bro. Didn't give Are him a chance. Me? No, we didn't give him. We didn't give him a chance at all. And I think it all has to do is just that coaching role. We, our, our players weren't motivated at times. I saw us losing to Sassuolo, um, 
you know, losing to teams that we should not lose to. Mm. It, it was just, <clears throat> we felt, the energy fell off. Even though we placed fourth and we're in uh, Italian, or U- European football next year, we're still in Champions League next year. Thank God we almost didn't make it in the Champions yeah. League. Scare there. It was. So like, especially for AC Milan, we should be making Champions League you know, every year, every other year, something like that. What are your realistic expectation, expectations for this team from, from now going forward? <sighs> My, um, I would I would be, I would like it if we finish top five next year, and uh, I'm expecting a top eight finish, top seven finish. Mm. But uh, I would I would love it if we finish top five. Uh, I just don't think, especially with Stefano Pioli, I don't think he can manage a worse roster. You know, could yeah. manage that one last year. What's he gonna do with an even worse roster this year? Right now, we're not looking good. We're looking bad right now. But, uh, again, it all comes down to this transfer window. So, if we do start capitalizing on guys like Tachi Kamara, uh, guys like Chakuisi, uh, Fratisi, you know, maybe Lukaku, then we can actually, you know, f- maybe turn this around. So, they just need to add a veteran presence or young star power? I want some young star power. That's what I want. I, I want some Wonder Boys. But uh, I feel like we're we're so wrapped up in uh, all of Serie A. All of Serie A is so wrapped up on you know spending forty five million, fifty million on an unproven wonder kid. When teams like Man City can go you know spend thirty million on an expe- on you know experienced player that they know is good. Like I feel like. All Serie A clubs are just wrapped up in the wrong players. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's been like that. Like it hasn't it hasn't been like good, like really good quality play since like Ronaldo in, in 20, 2017 and twenty eighteen played for Juventus. Yeah. And you know in the nineties when when AC Milan was literally the best team in the entire world, the best team in the entire world. It was just a, di- a different era in in, in uh, Serie A right now. So they definitely need some kind of mindset change, and then hopefully they'll yeah. get back to where they were. Hopefully. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about last season's Champions League run. We faced a lot of adversity. Even from you know round of 16, we had to go in against Tottenham, who was uh, Brady's, our, my brother Brady's favorite club, and uh, we put them down 1-0. Uh, aggregate, we, we beat them 1-0 in the first game, and then it was uh, just 0-0 in the last game. So uh, we, we, we bypassed the Premier League club, and that's when we were looking bad. And up until that point, and I think the real reason why we were able to turn the season around at the end, because we were looking bad up until that, uh, that round of 16 game, and you know, Mike Mignon broke his leg right before the World Cup. He broke his leg right before the World Cup. That's why he wasn't on the France team. And uh, he came back after, uh, after a couple, after that, after that, that break, the World Cup break, yeah. and after a couple more weeks and, and months of uh, of regular season, and we had Tata Saranu in at goal, and he was just not good. Mm. He was not looking good. We were losing to horrible teams. It was it was just we were struggling with Sarantana, like Sampdoria, bottom league teams. You know, teams that aren't even in Serie A anymore. Wow, like teams that were in relegations, and we were, we were struggling with. And then he came he came back. And we beat Tottenham. Like we were, we were doubted to beat Tottenham. Every, everybody thought even Brady, Ty, you know, everybody was talking shit about AC Milan, saying we were about to get whooped. Boom, one zero. 
and then leading up to uh, quarterfinals against Napoli, who won the entire league. Like, look at this run we have to go on. We have to face we have to face Tottenham, who's a top Premier League club. Even though you know it's fucking Tottenham, it's still a top, a top Premier League club, which that that says wonders in its own. And then we go on to the Scudetto winners, 2023 Scudetto winners in Napoli, on fire. And we beat them even before the game. We, we, we faced them three times in two weeks. We had a league game, and we had the two Champions League games after that. We beat them 4-0 the first game in league. 4-0 mm. going into Champions League, right? And uh, so we have, we're, our spirits are high. We're buzzing. And uh, I believe it was Victor Oshiman that got hurt. They're, they're starting striker right before the first game. And we beat them, uh, I believe, I believe 1-0 or, or 2-1, something like that. And uh, oh, let me get these stats up in front of me real quick. Let me see if I can. Uh, they were definitely, I remember them being the underdogs heavily. Even every single one we went into, it was, it was just different, bro. Oh my god, bro, I can't even find this. Uh, doesn't even matter. We, uh, anyway, we, we went past Napoli in, in the second leg of that, of that quarterfinal. And, yeah. and that, that, that in the whole is just, that, that says it all. I was, honestly, just because of that, just because we made it in the Champions League semifinal and we had the opportunity to play it in, in the final, that, that, that said enough for me. And uh, even, I know if we went to the final, we would have lost against Man City. I have hope for my club, but uh, in all seriousness, I have to take in reality. If Inter couldn't beat AC, if Inter couldn't beat Man City, and if Arsenal couldn't, you know, take take the crown over Man City, yeah. then we weren't going to beat Man City. They were just destined to win that treble, and uh, they, they took that home. But that's a whole other story for a different Premier League episode. But uh, yeah, I mean, this season as a whole, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it a. Uh, I'm gonna read a, a. Actually, before I say that, talk about Brahim Diaz going back to Real Madrid. He's on a two-year loan with us from Real Madrid. Had a little rough of a first year on loan, and then this year had a great season with a focal point in our Champions League run. Had uh, a great, a great uh, regular season for us, and r- really was one of the. He he's one of the guys that kicked into high gear at the end of the season there. Mm-hmm. And, and re- revitalized our season along with uh, Rafael Leao and his hot streak, and uh, Ismail Benacer and Tonali getting all those assists towards the end of the year, and Mike Mignan coming in, and Malik Thiaw coming in, and uh, Davide Calabria. People really aren't talking about him much. He had a great left back or right back season for us. Honestly, very underrated. One of the most underrated uh, seasons of our of our entire squad he had. But uh, I'm going to rate this season. A, uh, a B plus, just okay. because. It, honestly, I would rate it. Actually, not B minus. I would rate it a B plus if we weren't losing so many guys. Yeah, no, I I would I, I understand that. Like you're losing some of your key pieces and hoping that they can fill those gaps or bring up developed mm-hmm. players. But now I want to ask you, Trevor, as a person that kind of sees it from the outside, what are your opinions and thoughts on Italian soccer and you know AC Milan and stuff like that? Um, I guess each league has its own vibe for sure, but they all um, have different play styles as well. I and it, that. it it seems to me that in Italian soccer, it seems to be a little more gritty. Um, rivalries kind of stem deep, and mm-hmm. like 
I'm not saying they don't in England or like Germany. Like I, I don't feel like the impact in Bundesliga or like whatever French leagues got going on. Like I, you know, yeah, like I, what really kind of is like the top dogs in my opinion is Premier and Serie Serie A Liga. and 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 La Liga. But like I just I feel like the actual. And I'm not trying to disrespect anyone's club or anything, but I feel like the actual big, big rivals and, like, big games, especially for, like, Americans that aren't even, like, actually directly attached to these clubs that just kind of cling on to a club and, you know, we, we, we fuck with a club that we fuck with, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, it, it, it definitely seems more gritty, like, one-point differential kind of games, yeah. like, but it's fun to watch, man. Like, there's a lot of really good players in Italy and... Uh, I do hope for at least any fan of AC Milan or Inter Milan, like they start uh, starting more Italian players, because like I feel like any league that doesn't at least honor the roots that they started in, you know, kind of is kind of lame and that sold was, out. That was a big part of uh, why we want Fratisi right now from Salzburg, and uh, he's another one of those things where it's like. These Italian clubs are so caught up on spending $40, $45 million on an unproven wonder kid like Fratisi, like Inter Milan want to buy him. Uh, you know, we want to buy him for, for $40, $45 million. And yeah, I want Fratisi because he's a young Italian player and he shows promise and we just lost a young Italian player in Sandro Tonali. I just wish that we would have kept Tonali and got Fratisi so we could have a pure Italian Midfield, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I want to see this all come together and and shine through the AC Milan way. If you, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No. And don't get me wrong. Like teams have every right to like acquire talent elsewhere and stuff like that. But at least you want to see some kind of effort to kind of keep. You know. And this the, how it started though. We yeah. started as you know this is gonna be the Italian club. You know what I mean. And I'm sure I mean it's it's obviously not the World Cup or anything where you actually go back to your loyalties per country, but I feel like where clubs are stationed. I mean, look at Saudi; they're just buying out leagues mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, is that authentic or organic or original? No, like you're just throwing hey. millions and millions of people that aren't going to say no. Rightfully so. You can even but, say that the oil clubs bought Sandro Tonali. He went to uh, Newcastle, Newcastle United FC. And they are, they just, they legit just got bought by an oil club not that long ago, a couple years ago, two years ago, two, three years ago. I mean. And, and now they're, they're, they've made, they've made millions, you know, multi, multi-million dollar transfers, you know, transfer window after transfer after transfer window. Now this is their biggest splash yet on Sandro Tonali. Like, my, my question is, like, don't get me wrong, these players deserve to get paid, but why ruin the market when you don't need to? Yeah. Like, yeah, that Ronaldo signing really set things off. And it did. And it all kind of started with, you know, going back to Zlatan here and uh, Iniesta. When Iniesta went to the J-League, J-1 League in Japan. And then when when Zlatan was done, when he went over to uh, MLS, he was playing for LA Galaxy. And he was contemplating retiring or should I go back over to Europe? And he got the first $100 million a year contract. Mm. And he loves soccer. He loves the game. He said, fuck that shit. I don't want $100 million a year. I want to go to AC Milan to save the culture, save the team. And what do we do? He comes here, we win a fucking championship. We go far in the Champions League. We turn our culture around. And why? Because Zlatan is a horseman and he's the GOAT. 
I think, uh, you know, Zlatan might be Jesus. Honestly, just like the stuff he's done, he's a great. I love him, bro. He's such a. I don't know. He's an icon. He is an icon. I think, and obviously, this sport is just so world renowned, and um, we'll definitely try and bring more coverage, especially to AC Milan, more Syria, and maybe some Napoli episodes. Yeah. Even though I don't want to be on those, because but Ty's Ty's a uh, a big fan, but uh, I might still hop on. Maybe some uh, some Borussia Dortmund episodes. Gotta watch out for those. Uh, some Tottenham episodes, watch out for those. Some uh, Liverpool episodes, watch out for those. So, uh, yeah, honestly, we should be covering a lot of uh, European competitions. Like, we were covering Champions League for a little bit when it was going on. And then we, we were just covering <coughs> CONCACAF, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll get to the Gold Cup here mm-hmm. pretty soon. It's going to be pretty fun to see. The Gold Cup, uh, they actually played last night. Oh, they one, did? 1-1 one, one versus Jamaica. How the fuck did we tie Jamaica? Well, it, it's, it's B-Squad. Only person, only person from that uh, that final that final team against mm. Canada, only only person that's playing for that is Matt Turner, the goalie. Oh, okay. Like, Pulisic's not playing. Balogun's not playing. Dest isn't playing. McKinney isn't playing. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I guess I can't be too upset about no. that. But we'll definitely be covering that uh, when we can. But definitely look out for more uh, football episodes, if you will, um, especially from Caden here and uh, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon and Brady and Ty. They'll definitely be getting their input on uh, their clubs and stuff. So stay tuned for that. And we really appreciate all the support. Make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tea Time Reports. Uh, we'll definitely start covering more and more uh, Premier League, Series A, La Liga, all that good stuff. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and take care. Sempre Milan!